Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Just working now. Hey, Ryan. Hey. We're all right. Okay. So, what is new with you guys? Uh, nothing. Chilling. Hanging out. Hanging out. Last semester at the U. My no, my last year. Last year at the yeah. U. So, oh, so it's kind of dragging or doing a lot of homework, procrastinating a lot, staying up <laughs> too late. Did you still get senioritis in college or? Oh yeah. That bad? Oh, it's real. Jeez. Okay. What did you do, Tay Tay? <laughs> okay, this weekend was so much fun. Um, I went to Colorado with my boyfriend. With your boyfriend? Ooh, yeah. When are we going to meet him? He hasn't even come in the studio yet. No, he doesn't go to the studio. He 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 stays low-key. Shout out Tay-Tay's boyfriend. <laughs> Whoever you are, Whoever mystery you are. silhouette man. Yeah, we'll man. keep it like that. Um, no, we went to Colorado. We went to a Rockies game. Shout out a baseball. Rockies game. I feel like that's only the only time like people go to baseball games. Shout it's out like... 17th best sport. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out America's favorite pastime. Not at all. Nah, you're like seventy-five years too late. Yeah, (laughs) money says it's football (laughs) and basketball. Yeah. Okay, but like, where else are you just gonna throw your peanut shells on the ground? Nowhere. Who eats peanuts with shells? (laughs) Like, we got planters. It's 2018. Listen, it was a really good time. We went to a Rockies game, which was so fun. Rockies are playing Nationals. Go Bryce Harper. That's who we went to go see. Who is Bryce Harper? He's a Mormon guy. He's out of Utah or Arizona. I think he's from Arizona. Is that why we care? Because yeah. dude's Mormon. Like I don't. Nobody. No, he's a. He's an incredible he's baseball really, player. He's like he's, he's a top in the league. Yeah, like okay. he's in commercial. Take it all back, but... Bryce. And uh, don't at me. <laughs> don't at me, Bryce. At us. Actually, uh, Bryce, if you're gonna hate, we don't care. Just at us. Just yeah, <laughs> at us. At me, Bronte Ferguson. <laughs> um no and. This is the one with the boyfriend. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. <laughs> He's gonna say loyal. Uh, hey Bryce. Anyway, um, <laughs> we went. We had Voodoo Donuts. We went to Red Rock Amphitheater. We saw What'd Ben Howard, oh, which I don't was even incredible. Know that. Okay, Ben Howard, uh, from the UK. Beautiful voice. He just says things like, "Oh, I haven't done this since a long time ago," and he just like. <laughs> Plays his beautiful little guitar for us, and the Red nice. Rocks is beautiful. It was, it was, a, it was a magical moment. Cool. What are what are voodoo donuts? What you don't know about Army. voodoo? It's like every Bro, I'm Haitian. Shape. We don't play with voodoo, like donuts or otherwise. <laughs> no, that's okay, where it like, started. Y'all do play with okay. They play with voodoo. Um, voodoo donuts. It's like really big in like Oregon. Like everyone goes to the voodoo. Donuts. They're just like really cool, like specialty donuts. Like they Hipster just like donuts. put like cereal on them and. I uh-huh, had the one uh-huh. covered in Oreos and s- drizzled in peanut butter, mm-hmm. like really extra donuts. Extra, they're extra. And so, so you see yourself course. at the top of a cliff somewhere, you know, and you don't know how you got there. I ain't playing with this voodoo. Voodoo, <laughs> night. I'm not doing it, man. Forget you guys. You guys can enjoy those. I'll go to Krispy Kreme like the rest of the regular people. Mm, no. They don't hand out the free one with the hot light anymore, bro. I was back in the day. But you youngins know about that. You don't know about the. The free donut with the hot light. <laughs> what's going like on this. this week for the rest of the world, though, besides us? Okay, this is what's going on. Lots of crazy stuff. So FIFA 19 drops, right? And we have... My game. Shout out gamers. Shout out gamers. Shout out... FC Barca all day. Shout out coolest thing about soccer. Is FIFA. Is FIFA. <laughs> fools that don't play soccer FIFA, play FIFA. FIFA bridges the gap for all of us non-soccer <laughs> for people everyone else. to be interested no, in soccer. Soccer is the world's best sport. Um... But with this game drop, CR7, Cristiano Ronaldo, um, there's been a reopening of his case. Reopening of what case? Like for the tax rape, case? 
allegations. Rape allegations. In Las Vegas in, back in 2008, 2009. He's on the cover of the game. Isn't right. He? He's been so, on the cover of the game for a minute now. Right. So this happened back in 2009. Um, Catherine Mayorga is um, the girl who was accused him of rape. And she she accuses Ronaldo of, it, back in 2009, um, writes a 32-page complaint about it. And then they kind of settle it with money, right? So just like a like a payoff kind of yeah, thing? He yeah, just kind yeah, of paid yeah. her off? Quiet, keep quiet. Charged with uh, a right. battery. Yeah, so they pay her a bunch of money, so she won't say anything. Right, right. Well, she said something, and it's back open now. Wow. How's okay. FIFA doing? Do you think this is going to like hurt FIFA or like help FIFA? Hurt? Really? Because I don't know. I'm looking at this like Kavanaugh thing going. Like that seems to be like headlines right now. Right, but like- not in anyone's good favor. SNL's good favor. SNL's really good favor. <laughs> That's give. Um, it was actually a pleasant surprise when we turned on the TV and SNL was on. I was like, oh yeah, season opening, and it's the Kavanaugh <laughs> get. So um, uh, pretty good. I, listen, I thought it Damon, was funny. Matt Damon plays Mark or Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, and just really does his S- the SNL thing on that. I understand the critics, you know, because it's a serious topic, but I-, I-, I thought it was hilarious. That's just me. Right. I think just how everyone, Leslie Jones, you know, how all the cast just portrays Leslie it. Jones. Isn't she like, there's a there's a beef going on that she was named in right now. Like, I, I don't like know that, do you know? And it was like a like the comedians or something like fighting right now. Like Leslie was named in it. Tiffany Haddish. Was oh, the in women, it. the women comedians. Then, yeah. So that is with um, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. I heard about Kevin this. Hart. That Tiffany one? Haddish. Yeah. So Cat Williams calls out Tiffany Haddish for not earning her stripes in the comedian world. And I then saw that. Kevin Hart just goes nuts. My frustration with Cat Williams comes from you keep pointing at Hollywood. Hollywood. This the white man. This this and this. When do you take responsibility for your actions? You had the shot. Cat was in that position at one point. You were the guy. You were set up to be the star. You didn't show up to work. You became a risk to the studios. Why was he a risk? He chose drugs. Oh. But then Cat Williams says he made such a big deal of it because of Kevin Hart's and Tiffany's movie that's coming out. Huh. School. In September. Night right? school. Night, Night school. school. Yeah. 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 And so he's like, you just made people. this a big thing for tickets, and Kevin Hart had stuff to say about that. So yeah, the the female comedians are were under attack there. Interesting. Are, are we are we taking sides on this one? Are we team Cat Williams, team Kevin Hart, team Tiffany Haddish? Team Tiffany. Team Tiffany Haddish. Just clarifying though, Cat wasn't hating on female comedians. He was hating on Tiffany. He said there's other female comedians that have earned their stripes, that have proved themselves by doing tours, one-hour comedy specials. He thinks she can't stand up on stage for an hour and tell jokes. Mm. But Kevin Hart says he's just bitter. Like, yeah, he's just blaming Hollywood. Shot, yeah, drugs ruined him. Right. He messed up a bunch of deals he had. So he's he's jealous. Right, yeah. Cat wants to be Tiffany. Cat wants to be Tiffany. Don't we all? Personally, though, I... I, I I like Kevin Hart stand up. I don't like him in movies. You don't like him like, in there movies. There hasn't been a single movie like that he's made. Yeah, it's like every single movie is with CIA or CIA agent or whatever that one was called. Uh, Central Intelligence. Central Intelligence. That one. Uh, right along. All of them were just no. I'm. I I would have hoped that they paid homage to Robin Williams in Jumanji. And there mm. was nothing like they could have. You got a legend of comedy right there, you know, and you're a comedian. Like pay a little homage to the guy that like 
made that movie what it is. They could have. it was nothing. And I was like, come on, man. I don't know. I yeah, thought it was I don't a know. wasted opportunity, but that's just me. I like Kevin Hart. I like where he's standing on this position, but you're right. I don't think he's like a extremely talented actor. Yeah. He'll stay in comedy. Is Can he get any bigger, though? Like, what comedian? I don't know if there's a comedian that's been as big as he is. What he's, he's, I don't know. I'm like, I think he's pretty big. Heard he was worth like 60 mil or something like that yeah. now. And it's like, can a comedian in his medium, using what he does, get bigger than I mean, I what thought Kevin once Hart you is. made it, you got your own show, right? Like, yeah. You he got has, guys like own... Gaffigan who had his own mm, show. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jerry Seinfeld had his own show. I think that's kind Bernie of old Mac. school, Dimitri though, because like, they don't really do that anymore. Because, like, with Kevin Hart, he has his own. Uh, uh, comedy like um he has a YouTube business thing, doesn't he? You know, uh Laugh Out Loud Comedy. Yeah, I don't which know. Which is about what this. he's yeah, so he he started like a whole like media comedy company. Yeah. In which he is putting out like shows for like like Tiffany Haddish and all these other comedians, stuff like that, and just kind of making a whole corporation out of it. So I don't know if he's gonna go that's his route and just make like a yeah, show. Yeah, he doesn't need a deal, know? right? Yeah. He's making deals. So I like can he get any bigger though? Like I, it, like he's kind of reached like the Diddy status or the 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 Hove status, you know, of of comedy. I don't think you can Maybe get much right. bigger yeah, than that. Maybe you're right. Yeah, no. I haven't thought of it that way. So I don't know. I guess we shall see. We shall see. Needless back to say to, though. Back to the Kavanaugh thing. What were you saying? Needless to say, go. The Kavanaugh thing was hilarious, but it's kind of getting I don't know. I think it's very polarized. I think it's kind of getting a bit too heated. I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? There's a lot of perspectives on this. When she came forward, though, she came forward anonymous, and she had this letter, and then it got leaked from there, right? Right. She wanted to remain anonymous mm-hmm. to avoid all to this avoid public this. Yeah. scrutiny. Mm-hmm. But here we are. So last week, I think it was Thursday or Friday, the Senate Judiciary Committee questioned Ford, mm-hmm. accuser, and Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh accused yeah. for about three hours each. Each. It was long. It was so long. I watched it. I, I listened to the whole think? thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I really felt for her, you know, when she was speaking. And even Fox News came out after her testimony, before the Kavanaugh testimony, that she sounded like a very credible witness. Right. Um, and that it was very detrimental to the Republican Party. And then after Kavanaugh spoke, uh, that mantra kind of switched up. So I don't know. I, I, I just don't like the partisanship myself. Like I, it seems like to to say that the Democrats aren't playing political games would be disingenuous. You know, it'd be blatantly lying. You know, it's just pretty clear that the the Democrats are blocking this intentionally, and that's exactly what the Senate Majority Leader was talking about this morning. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell took to the House floor this morning, calling out Democrats. He says they're doing everything they can to stall the nomination of Judge Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. Out of the woodwork came one uncorroborated allegation after another. But to say that uh, Republicans aren't trying to push this forward without any kind of uh, halt, you know, would also be lying. And that's probably why the Senate Minority Leader actually clapped back at the Majority Leader. Shortly after that, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer took to the floor with his response. Here now is a portion of his comments. I like the majority leader. We get along quite well. He even laughs at my jokes, which sometimes aren't very good. But sometimes his comments are so absurd, so filled with double standard, with hypocrisy, that you don't know whether to laugh or cry. He's been on the floor every day saying Democrats are causing delay. First, 
To say Democrats are causing delay coming from the same man who delayed the nomination of Supreme Court Justice Merrick Garland for over 300 days? Give me a break. What a double standard. I just don't understand like, why we can't just look at the facts of things and why you have to be so... I'm super left-wing, I'm super right-wing, or whatever, you know, play teams right. and sides and stuff, you know? Yeah, my question is, without, you know, this big vote coming up, what would be the, like, the process? Like, what would be, like, the standard procedure of this sort of case? And are we avoiding that? Are we... Yeah, I mean, according to local law, she should file a police report. But she's not trying to press charges. Mm. She's saying, I don't want to send this guy to jail or get a settlement from him. I just want people to know mm. what he did so that he doesn't fill this seat. The problem is it happened so long ago that, you know, there's not a lot of corroborating evidence right. for or against him. You're dealing with basically when it boils down to it. Her word against his. Right. And would like that of uh, FBI investigation help that? Would that? I mean, she claims there were some witnesses or people who attended this little gathering. Mm-hmm. And so um, basically the way this all ended was they were supposed to do a vote on the Senate floor to confirm him or mm-hmm. not on Friday. Um, but basically the swing voters from four states, four senators who would have really decided whose votes were undecided, said, uh, no, we're not going to vote on this until we get an investigation into okay. these allegations. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand that, though. Like, I, Okay, so from what I'm understanding, right, the FBI could not have investigated it independently because um, sexual assault or attempted sexual assault is not a federal crime. And the FBI is a branch of the executive branch, so um, they can't do that because they, they do with federal crimes, right? So in order for an investigation to happen... It had to be ordered either at a local level, which he's not trying to do, right, or for the president of the United States to to order the FBI to investigate the nominee. But because it's a Republican nominee, the president of the United States is not going to order this investigation unless Congress forces his hand, which seems like that's exactly what happened. Because this investigation could happen at any point at any time, but it took those congressmen saying— hey, we're not going to vote this in until there's an investigation for President Trump to order this investigation. Right. Why didn't that start out at the beginning? I don't understand that. You mean, what do you mean at the beginning? Like, why not start out with an investigation on it? Why did it have to go to the actual voting that people would be like, hey, we need to Right, so technically this, like, Senate can conduct their own investigation. So they did. It was pretty weak. It was pretty one-sided. And honestly, technically the FBI, if... One of these senators asks them to investigate. They could. Some of the Democratic senators had requested from the FBI to investigate, but they weren't picking up the investigation. I don't think the FBI can with Congress asking them. They definitely can. Yeah. So the Congress, the FBI doesn't take orders from Congress. They take it from the the, the, the FBI doesn't take branch. orders from anyone though. Like they're they can investigate the investigative or the executive branch if. Wasn't it said, yes, they can do it independently, but if there's not a federal crime, then it has to be ordered by the president of the United States. Wasn't it said that just as long as it was like requested, like I, I felt like and kept saying in the hearing, like as long as if a party requests it, the FBI will do an investigation. This they, is us they requesting They can it. do an education because the FBI can just say, I don't want to do an, edu- an investigation on mm-hmm. this. So what it boiled down to is in this situation, there was no way it's going to happen unless the president said it's interesting. 
And do we think like a, a week long investigation? Do we think that's gonna like come up with anything in this situation? Are we gonna find Mark Judge? Like, is he gonna talk? <laughs> I think it's a Mark step Judge in the right direction. One of really, the like, is there is there a point? Yeah, I mean, I think the the point really being is you're dealing with Republican senators that are putting off and asking for this investigation, putting off the vote to ask for the investigation, even if it's just for the sake of playing a political game. Like, if you're pushing someone through, that looks bad on all fronts. If they're potentially good good allegations against him, then it's time for you to say, look, let's at least take a week. The issue with it is the timing is hard because re-election for these senators occurs on November 6th. Yeah, you got about a month. And so they're saying, well, let's just take a week because if the Democrats are playing this political game taking so long to bring um, Christine Blasey Ford's statements to the public light right before he's supposed to be confirmed, right before the Supreme Court starts taking hearing cases this week, Monday they started, uh, then we're not going to just let them play that game where they can change who has the majority in Senate and then deny this regardless. Interesting. Well, what I think is important about an FBI investigation in this situation, taking it out of the political context, is that here a woman is saying that she was sexually assaulted and to be heard. If we're just going to cut it off at that and say, we're not going to do an investigation. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your testimony. We got it from here. You know, it's, it's, I think it's important that they do the investigation to show that we're hearing you or we we see where you're coming from. Let's look into this. Let's let's hear you out. For sure. Get some action on it. So. For sure. Okay. Going backwards a little bit, right? I am I'm all about the investigation thing, right? But if we if we tie this to the to the Ronaldo thing from before. Mhm. Is there a reason why someone would take a payoff and stay silent for 10 years and then come out? Like, because that's 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 one of the, the issues, like, why are you coming out now, right? Well, hers why is 30 years? as her civic duty. She's doing this to, like, you know, let people know that this is the guy that is potentially for the rest of his life going to be in that spot. So she's doing it. It's like a whistleblower, I feel like. Right. I mean, would you be a whistleblower beforehand, though? Because, like, obviously the Supreme Court is really high, the highest court in the land, right? But this guy's been a judge for what, like twenty odd years now. Yeah. So he's had he's on a powerful had circuit in DC. Yeah. Odd years unchecked. Well, yeah. every every victim has their has their reason for why they don't report sooner or later. There's a big movement going about that right now. I think it just this is the this is the time she can't put it off anymore. She's gone to a therapist about it. She's talked to her her spouse about it, and she just couldn't put it off anymore. This right. this is what needed to be. Yeah, set I think. Up. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, you're good. I, her opening statement and her, the first thing she said is, hello, I'm Christine Blasey Ford. I do not want to be here. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to be here because I have information that people should know about this. So her and her family have had to move twice in the past couple of months, receive death threats. Now the same goes for his family. So I think the... The thing we should take from this most of all is when it comes to these things, um, the saddest thing is that both of these individuals and their families were treated really horribly by the public. Right. Because the public is so polarized along political lines that we're, we're fighting each other yeah, way I too much. Yeah, I don't like much. that it got 
drug through the mud in the political sense that it is becoming this, you know, tactic to get Kavanaugh off the seat from the Democrat side. Like, I feel right. like everyone should come together and say, OK, this is what's going on. This is what should be done. Like, yeah, and not attack families and right. use it for political gain or whatever. Well, let's talk about that. We're, let's talk a little bit about polarization. I see these situations happening in the political scheme. I see the situations happening with stars, like movie stars, with the Me Too movement, what's going on, you know? And it seems mm-hmm. like people are entrenched in one side or the other. Right. I don't grasp, like, why Why has it come to that? And why do people feel like they need to, there needs to be sides? Is it just, like, tribal instinct, tribal mentality, you know, kind of thing? Or why is that? I think organizations have taken on sides. You know, like, Hollywood is left. So if you're in Hollywood, like that's where so that's why we saw Matt Damon playing. Yeah, exactly. That's why SNL is left leaning. Left leaning, exactly. So I think organizations are are polarized, and so when you are in that organization, like oh here you are, and things like that. I don't know why the middle ground isn't a thing anymore. Why you can't kind of be in the middle, or you know. Did you see SNL cut off Kanye? During during his uh, they cut him off. Yeah, yeah, they actually cut him off in the worst performance ever. <laughs> <laughs> Despite his performance, Kanye was wearing a "Make America Great Again" hat, which is like a staple Donald Trump. Um, I saw that like when they were, like showed that Donald Trump was like on SNL, like his picture that they showed from the side, it was a MAGA hat. Right. So I didn't know was he wearing it on the show. He was wearing it, it like on, he was wearing on the show when he talked on about stage. How- how like the actors had tried to bully him back taking it off. Like, don't wear that out in your performance. Right. Yada yada. But Kanye so. doesn't listen to nobody. No, Kanye. <laughs> Kanye does oh, Kanye. Kanye listens to himself. Right. Like, I don't... Kanye's listening to somebody else. Back to polarization though, like it's difficult to know exactly why. Like you have especially during most of our elections, the last election, if you ask someone why you were voting for someone. All they would do is give you explanations on why they weren't voting for the other. It seems like we we get polarized um, in a lot of different things, though, right? It's not just it's not just politics. Like I have friends to this day will not touch a PS4. <laughs> they won't do it. That's good it's branding. It's Nike versus They're Adidas. Buy, yeah, it's, it's Xbox versus PS. Yeah. And it's like, why why do we? I don't I don't get it. Like, is it just loyalty? What's the What's where is this coming from? Yeah, I don't know. I think we want to have an opinion on things, and maybe it's fun to stick to that, stand your ground, you know, a little bit. But it's like a competitive thing. Right. Like there's two big brand names. There's two big, you know, differences, and they can, we just kind of go back and forth. Yeah. So I think from the from the polarization though is where we get double standards. Yeah. Um, it would seem that, um, especially from what we heard from like the minority. Uh, leader and the majority leader you know like they're talking about double standards going back and forth and I've like personally noticed I know my wife and I were were discussing a double standard when it comes to, to dating the other day right and I wouldn't say it got heated but we had some pretty strong opinions when it came to double standards I we were talking about um how when I was like single and stuff I would see like on tinder or on dating apps stuff like that like and I've heard girls talk about it like they don't want short guys or mm-hmm. nobody under six foot, whatever kind Body of thing, which shaming. is like a, a physical attribute, right? But if a guy were to, come, if a out guy and were to say come out and say something like that about a girl's body image, 
it would be huge. Right. Like, it right. would be very, very seen as, as offensive, you know? Right. And I don't understand w- that double standard, you know? Right. And I, that's just one example. Like, because of the polarization, like, we just see double standards happening and kind of thing, and people are just kind of getting passes. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to know what everyone thinks about that. In the Instagram poll that I did, you guys were very, very politically charged. I, the Instagram poll said, I believe, and it had a button where you could click uh, Judge Kavanaugh and had a button where you could click uh, Professor Ford. And I, I, like I said in my Instagram story, I didn't see any kind of correlation uh, based on race, based on gender, based on age. It all seemed to be politically leaning. I'm not sure if there's a way to get away from that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I think most, for the most part, uh, you know, I'm studying political science, right? right? In classes, talking about this, the people who I knew were on, you know, either left-leaning or right-leaning were just repeating the things that you would. Like, I could have anticipated and predicted exactly what X person was going to say mm-hmm. right. about Kavanaugh or Christine Ford. So is it that people are speaking for us? Are we thinking for ourselves anymore? Are these double standards evidence that we're not? I don't know. It's, yeah, it's it's a it's the loyalty thing. I think like people are loyalty, loyal loyalty, to loyalty. People are loyal. Not though. So Bryce, at me. Crazy. We'd like to know what you all think, though. Yeah, tell us what you curious, think. Very curious. Very curious. Hit us up on Instagram. I am at Army Joseph. Oh. At Ryan Jihad. So now I need to look it up. You don't even know your Instagram? Bro, what are you doing? Bronte Ferguson 5. Good luck spelling that. There you go, Bryce. He's been waiting the whole episode to know how to <laughs> There it her. is, Bryce. At me. Follow me. Coming up later slide on, we are going to have... The DMs. Slide into the DMs. Please don't slide into the DMs. I don't want no, I don't want no problems. With boyfriend coming up to the studio talking about you letting anyway, I, I don't want those problems. Later on though, we're gonna have Miss Elise Jones come into the studio. She Woo! is plays one of the daughters on the new movie Little Women. Amy. Um, and we're gonna have her in and pick her brain a little bit. Stay tuned. Okay, and we are back here at the basement crew, and we have what up, with what us up? in the studio <laughs> What up? Miss Elise Jones. Hey. How are up? you? I'm good. Life's how was, how's the first week? First week with the uh, movie out. Oh, um, it's a whirlwind. Yeah. Yep. I see you have your publicist. So is your schedule kind of packed or? Um, it was the first few days. Okay. It's been more packed. It's it's cooling down a little bit now. I, see, I saw you did a couple of stuff with uh, Doug Wright. Mm-hmm. Who else have you talked to? I did a spot for KSL's. You know, just the news okay. general. And then I did a spot with Fox. I, I can't remember everything. <laughs> wow, and you just said FM 100. Yeah. All this is oh, yeah. 16. It's pretty crazy. That is, that is absolutely nuts. Yeah. So out of curiosity, right? So some of our listeners are curious as how you got started in all this. Okay, so um, I mostly do musical theater. Uh, so I've done lots of stuff at Hale and stuff. Yeah, I've never done any film before. But I was actually in a production at BYU. They were doing Mary Poppins, so okay. I was playing Jane. And they had informed us that they were kind of looking for parts, but I didn't think that it would have anything to do with me since it was a college <laughs> show. I'm like, yeah, they're looking for college age yeah, people. Understandable. You know? <laughs> and then so after that, uh, after the show like ended that day, uh, I was informed that they wanted to me they wanted me to do this open casting, right? So, wow. So then we just sent in these sides. 
And about three months later, I wound up getting the part. But That is incredible. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> so what was it like working on that first uh, big feature? It was, um, it was very daunting. I think the first few days, I was just hoping that I'd you know, do a good job. I didn't know what to expect. And um, I'm used to playing a part like really big because you have to reach the back of an audience when you're on stage. So it was uh, it was a lot like working on the subtlety in my acting and, and doing smaller things that would have a bigger meaning since the camera's so close. Right. Um, but yeah, it was really exciting. I mean, I loved the cast and the crew. Everyone was super supportive. So it was really fun. It was really different to have someone so homebred, you know, in, in such a big <laughs> film. So some of our uh, audience can relate a lot more to you being such a young age. Uh, Ryan? Yeah. Speaking of you being at such a young age, how have your friends, family members, others reacted to the film and you being in it? And what's it like dealing with that? A lot of the time, <laughs> I mean, I've been talking about it for a while. So right. my friends are probably like, yeah, we get it. <laughs> 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 Look, mama, I made it. Look Remind them. No, um, they've been super supportive. They think it's super fun. Uh, and no one's been, yeah, everyone's just been really nice about it. And it's it's really great. I was really excited the other week I had the opportunity. We like end up, uh, we rented out a theater. So I had a bunch of my friends just come and see it. And that was probably the funnest day for me because I'd been telling everyone all the stories from on set. And I'm like, there's this and there's that. And, and then they finally got to see it. So I was like, Very see cool. guys, look at this. Huh. Were you able to post anything like during filming, like on Instagram or anything like that? Or was it super secretive? Uh, it was it was pretty public. They wanted us to, since it's an indie film, okay. for the most part. Right? A lot of exposure. It, yeah, for sure. So we were we were pretty open about it and trying to get people to look into it. Um, but I remember when I first got the part, I had to be quiet about it. And I was in a show at the time. And so a lot of my cast, it was a it was a youth show, so they were all people my age. And I told them I had auditioned for this. And I was just like, every day, I was checking my email. And I'm like, did I get it? I don't know. <laughs> and then I was checking the Instagram. I'm like, is it is it out there? I don't know. And so I wound up like finding out that I got the part. But they're like, Keep it, keep it on the DL right now. We're not, we don't want to announce all the sisters yet. yet. Huh. So then I had to come into like my shows, and people would ask. They're like, "Have you heard anything?" I'm like, "No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure." But it was. I realize it's kind of different, especially now in this day and age, where like people are kind of really open with their lives on social media. You know, you kind of have yeah. to be professional. Mm -hmm. You know, right. so. that was a switch. Okay. I had to change some of my. Uh, I guess my Instagram <laughs> right. to try and make it a more professional page. I'm like, oh, people are watching now. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> Speaking of transitions, what do you think was the most difficult thing for you transitioning from mostly doing shows at local theaters on stage to being behind the camera? Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm used to playing parts really big, big facial expressions and loud noise <laughs> and, you know, just projection. But, but when you're that close, it, you just have to take it down a little bit. I think another thing that was really interesting was building into emotional scenes. Um, because when you're filming, you don't film it chronologically. And uh, so when I was like, when you're in a show, you know, you can take all that time like, oh, I have this big climactic scene and this is going to be pretty dynamic for my acting, you know, like this is more intense. But when I was like ramping up to that in like the film, you know, you have 
a lot shorter time. So it's a lot of preparation in your mind instead of like on the stage. You right. just kind of have to get into that headspace and into that character. And so what I had to use as a tactic was like I took in personal experiences and I tried to relate it to myself and different moments I've had in my life. And I feel like that kind of helped to get me there. That's really cool. Put yourself in the right emotion, the right mood. Yeah. I'm just curious, which do you prefer? Do you like the screen or do you like the stage? Ah, I can't pick. They're they're so different. I just I they're so yeah, they're just the way you have to act and and just the whole environment is so unique by each that I I couldn't pick. I love them both. Fair enough. That was the <laughs> diplomatic answer. Yes. Don't want to offend anyone here. Very professional for 16, right? Oh, thank you. Now, I so when I saw the movie, I got chills seeing introducing Elise Claire Jones. How did you <laughs> feel about that? I was so scared. Um, <laughs> I remember on the on the like the day of the premiere, we were just uh, we went to Six Flags the day before, and I am horrified of roller coasters. And I was so scared for the next day because that was the premiere. Mm-hmm. I ended up doing all the roller coasters because I'm like, <laughs> I have a bigger dragon to slay tomorrow. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's so then, yeah, the day of, I just like, I could not eat. I, I barely got any sleep because I was just so nervous about it because mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect. I mean, um, yeah, I just, I was hoping that I would do a good job. I knew that the movie was going to be good, but I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> this no. is the first thing. Uh... You did so good. I loved it. I loved your performance in it. I thought you, like, did tune into your emotions so well oh, and those things. You. Yes, I loved it. And you also worked with some big names, and I'm sure that was really helpful towards you in your first role. How was your dynamic with the sisters, though? Because I thought your chemistry was all so sister-like. Oh, it was great. Oh, I just... I have so many fond memories with those girls. Like it felt like on set and and like in the movie both. Like it was it was really genuine because I felt like they were my sisters. Right. Yeah. Um. And they were they're all so nice and they're all so much like their characters. Are they really? Too. That's that's what I wonder. Everyone's really nice. Joe mm-hmm. is not as mean as she is in the movie. Joe is very strong. <laughs> but but um yeah. So we had lots of time just you know because. You, you wait a lot in between, like, shoots and stuff. So we just had long conversations, and we would goof around during dinner all the time. Right? Oh, I bet. <laughs> so the, I remember yeah. uh, one of my favorite memories with the sisters is we were trying to remember. We had to, like, learn all the verses for Hark the Herald and Angels Sing. <laughs> and none of us knew, like, the second verse or anything. So I remember we were just, like, going through like our whole dinner just trying to like remember the lines to the <laughs> like song. song it was really funny yeah <laughs> but they're awesome we we had so many great memories and yeah. what i liked about the movie was that it referenced so much to the original to the 1994 movie did you use that movie as a lot of reference or how did you use it i i thought it was uh important to like pay tribute mm-hmm. and homage to the original actors because they're all so amazing right um, and that was that was a little scary too. I'm like, oh goodness, I am jumping into someone's shoes that I've done big shoes to fill. Um, but but I thought uh, I thought it was important to have some of the things that they love about that character while keeping it unique. Right. I didn't want to be I I yeah I didn't want to just parallel them. Right. Like, Which you did well. It was it was a really good. I feel like modern take the jokes and the. The bickering and the little, like, 
takes at each other. Like, we're very modern and fun and cute. It was so good. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about your dynamic with the sisters. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious. So, like, in high school, the, the theater crowd is very, very close-knit. When you switch over to film, right, mm-hmm. is it the same thing or are people more open? Like, what, what's, the, what's the industry like? Um, <laughs> I thought that it's it was super warm and welcoming. Okay. I think I got really lucky with the people I was yeah. with because I just, there wasn't a single person on set that I just didn't adore. Um, and, and it was cast and crew. Just everyone was really nice and... And I think I think since they realized I'm like new to this, they gave me some pointers. Yeah. And uh, and I was surprised by uh, how connected because the theater world, especially in Utah, is very connected too. Mm-hmm. But I was surprised at how connected the film industry is too because I'd meet people and then they were like, "Oh, I know so and so," and then I'm like, "Oh, that makes sense." <laughs> so you just have friends in common that you didn't even know before. Yeah. Okay. And so it was great. Interesting. So what's what's next for you? Um, I just started high school, so I mean, I'm having fun there, and I'm doing a school play. Okay. But, but... Can we can we get mom on the mic? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Can we? <laughs> mom, what's that? What's that like for you? Like with with a daughter in high school who's now like in a in a big feature film. <laughs> That's a big question. Uh, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to support her. It's fun to see her do something that she loves because she's she just blossoms when she's doing something so creative and okay. something that she loves to do. So that's really fun. Um, I think, I don't know that it's all that different from a lot of the things that she's done theater-wise because she that too for me is a lot of fun just to support her in that as well. She she loves to do, loves to act, loves to sing. So it's just a joy to see her have fun doing what she loves. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Yep. Appreciate you. Okay, so we, we've talked about the future a little bit. We've talked about current. So now we kind of want to delve um, a little bit in the past. In the past. All right? okay. So we are not too different in age group. So I grew up on a lot of the same TV shows, a lot mm-hmm. of the same... Uh, movies and whatnot. I'm curious to know if there's a a specific favorite movie or TV show that you grew up watching. Oh goodness. Okay, I'm actually a fan of Studio Ghibli, which is a lot kind of older, yes. but uh, it's a favorite. And right now, I think they're doing like uh, they have something going on with Phantom Events, and they're they're ending up showing like a ton of. Miyazaki's works, and I am so pumped. <laughs> Studio Ghibli. Someone enlighten me. I'm not aware of Studio Ghibli. Miyazaki. He does like. My Neighbor Totoro. House know. Moving Spirited Castle, away. Princess Mononoke. Spirited Away. Okay, I've heard of that one. Yeah. Work with me, guys. I'm talking <laughs> like Nickelodeon. Like. Okay, TV shows. Like, okay. Uh, SpongeBob. I of mean, course. Classic. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Though that show's now just a meme, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> Didn't it get canceled last year? Like, it was the last last original I'm season? Sure. Yeah. That was just rerun? I think it's over. Oh, man. Amazon Prime's got the first three seasons. Oh, there we so. go. There we go. <laughs> That's crazy. Are there any uh, actresses or actors that you would ever want to work with on your next film? Oh, goodness. Okay. Um, I <laughs> I was talking to my mom about this yesterday. <laughs> this is a more, uh, he's newer to a lot of things. He's, he's, a, he's a Broadway person. Uh, <laughs> but he does. He's working on Supergirl right now, Jeremy Jordan. Okay. He's, he's one of my favorites. He's just got a voice like butter. 
Speaking of voice like butter, you got to tell us who's on your playlist right now. Who's on my playlist? Yeah, your yeah, music playlist. Ah, um, I don't know. I'm pretty. <laughs> I listen to a lot of. Uh, I I like writing, so when I write, I just listen to a lot of like ambient noises. <laughs> ambient. So we're talking ambient, like easy listening elevator music, or like EDM, or what, no, what's like, the like, like rain, like and ocean to, sounds. It depends on what I'm writing. If it's like something spooky. <laughs> it's spooky month. It's October. Uh, but if it's something spooky, I'll listen to some creepy, suspenseful music. I'm a fan of more indie music. So just smaller artists. Is that is that your go-to? If you're like going through a hard time or whatever, or you're hanging out with your friends, you throw on indie? Um, Sometimes, yeah. But I'm also, I love alternative. So Imagine Dragons, U2. I just got to go see U2 this year. So, awesome. In concert. So, yeah. But those are like those are like nostalgia, you know, like because that was that was our music as we drove through the canyons and we're going up to go skiing. So that that always will have a nice special place in my heart. Okay. Yeah. In the original, we've got Christian Bale as Laurie, and in this one, we have Lucas Gabriel. Are you a Christian or a Lucas kind of girl? Christian. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my sister yes oh, of, course. of course i mean I, I i love lucas but i mean best pals forever yeah you did great love you wow man these yeah. girls ain't loyal he's he's awesome we love him but you know like, i i gotta go gotta go with christian i'm sorry i don't blame one <laughs> single bit mom i would keep an eye on this one okay that is all the time we have here at the basement crew everybody elise jones <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks you guys for tuning in. Thanks for checking in with us. We signing My out. My name is Army. It's Tay Tay. And Ryan. And we'll catch y'all next week.